1: Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast today. Predator poachers. What does that mean? Well, predators are people who are looking for small children and minors to have sex with, and poachers are those who are stopping them. We're going to meet one of those poachers next.
0: Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya podcast podcast.
1: Welcome back. Alex Rosen is hard to find online because he goes by so many AKAs and aliases because he is a predator poacher. Just 23 years old for the last four years, he has been hunting down, if you will, predators, um, pedophiles, people that want to have inappropriate relationships with minors. How he does this is quite a story and we're going to have him share it with you next. Speaking of quite a story, don't miss the inspirational movie of the summer, Briarcliff Entertainment's The Hill*, starring Dennis Quaid. It's in theaters Friday, August 25th. It's the true life story of professional baseball player Ricky Hill. Growing up in poor in small town, Texas, young Ricky discovers his extraordinary ability for hitting a baseball. But with leg braces and a degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues were just a dream that could never be. Courageously, he risks it all, defying his father's wish to follow in his footsteps to become a pastor. Ricky tries out for a major league scout, pushing hard to overcome his disability. He goes on to become a baseball phenomenon. Some dreams are unbreakable. The Hill starring Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn. The true inspirational story about faith, family, and a baseball miracle. Don't miss The Hill. Rated PG in theaters Friday, August 25th get your tickets now up next a predator poacher alex rosen welcome i know you are young 23 years old so how does someone so young become a predator poacher
2: Well, I've always wanted to be a cop since I was a kid, and I couldn't do that when I started doing this at 19 years old in Houston. You got to be 21 to graduate the academy. At least that was the case when I was 19. And I've always wanted to go uh, catch the bad guys, Um, never specifically sex offenders, because luckily I didn't like know any pedophiles growing up, which is a good thing. But, you know, I just saw these videos online and I was just wondering, like, is this really that big of a problem as these videos are making it out to me? Because, you Wh- know, which this- videos
1: oh, are the predator videos? Yeah,
2: these predator videos. Yeah, like going to meet these minors. And I thought it would be interesting to go do because, you know, I was thinking, oh, you- this is stuff you only hear about, you never experience. But little did I know, after making a fake profile of a 15 year old, 30 minutes later, somebody wanted to go meet this 15 year old boy for sex. And I was just shocked. How common this was, and yeah. you know, it didn't take too long for this to become a major passion to where we specifically want to get these dirty, dirty pedophiles like locked up for a very long time.
1: Well, we'll get to the we in a second. What what is it about catching bad guys that that intrigues you?
2: I'm not sure. I always just wanted to do it. Like I think in my life, like I've always wanted to do fulfilling things. Like I was never really too much into video games ever. Like you know, of course, I played them as a kid, but it's always been wanting to do something with meaning. It's. It's. I, I just don't like really aimless stuff. I've always wanted to do something that's fulfilling for not only myself, but for people around me too.
1: Well, the, the, then you are doing that. That is for sure. So you've collected a group of you. How did all of this come about?
2: Well, luckily me and my friends uh, had no filter in high school and uh, didn't really care what people thought or didn't really – Care to stay in the confines of anything? So I just told him one day, "Hey, let's go catch this pedophile." I have uh, texting who he thinks is a fifteen year old boy, and uh, instantly a lot of them were on board with it. And then from there, it just blossomed
1: into a, like you have this little almost agency. So let's go to this story of you posting a profile of a young boy. Where did you post it?
2: So I was in I was in my parents' house uh, in Houston, Texas, and. This person who worked in the Houston Medical Center uh, wanted to meet up with who he thought was his 15-year-old boy. And he wanted to meet in a Whataburger parking lot. And then the boy come in his car and they'll do stuff together. And at this point, I was too scared to even go confront him myself. So I just got his license plate and ran off. But
1: So in other words, okay, so you post this on which app? Where, where did you find him? Uh, this was on Grindr. On Grindr. So you pu- you create a fake... Profile on Grindr. Within 30 minutes, you've got a response. You know where he wants to meet. You go there, but you kind of think, I'll just get his license plate. Um, yeah. Then what happened?
2: Well, after I get his license plate, I just like run off and call him a uh, just insult him, run off. And at that point, this was a time when we were first doing this. Wait, we did, did two- you?
1: I'm sorry. Did you say insult him and run off?
2: Yeah, pretty much. It was literally. What did like- you
1: do? You yelled at him? What did you do? <laughs>
2: Well, I said it, I said, I said an obscene word to him that I probably can't say on air. Oh, okay. Uh, But so you
1: got close enough to his car to take a picture of the license plate and then you shouted something at him. Yes, exactly. I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint the picture here, Alex, so that people know. And so he did, so he saw you.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. He, I think he knew what was going on after I did that and he just drives off. And this was at a time before we turned anything over to cops. Um, We just really didn't know what we were doing at that point. But now at this point, uh, these people are getting very, very screwed in the the legal system.
1: So that was your first go around with this whole thing. Um, So I'm I'm guessing that you felt emboldened after that, almost as though, okay, I've got the hang of this. I know I can I know I can sort of hook this person. So what was the next one like?
2: So the first confrontation we did in person was an individual named Edgar. And he came to meet, I think, again, who he thought was a 15-year-old boy. And I think he kind of admitted to doing it. Like Back then, we were a lot more loose. like We didn't really know how to question them. But I think he was just pretty honest about what he was there to do. And yeah, and then slowly but surely, we became better just confronting these people and actually getting admissions out of them.
1: That's the the curious part for me is getting them to admit to what they were doing or what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? You arrive at the scene and then how do you initiate the contact with the predator?
2: Well, the way we do it now as you can see on the predator potion on rumble channel is a lot of times I go up to them saying I have a package. And when I tell them what it's about, when they come to the door, I end up shaking their hand. I'm like, hey, man, sorry to meet you like this. We can get through it. And I give them, like, lines of reassurance. Like, hey, look, you know, if I thought you were really one of the bad guys, do you think I'd waste my time even talking to you with all that I have in my hand? And, you know, it lets the, at least at that moment, they can just rationalize, like, oh, he has a point. Or if they ask something, like, are you going to post this online? I'm like, dude, I had a – say we're talking to a predator for six months posing as an underage kid. I could be, dude, well, we had six months to post it online. Why do you think we didn't yet? We're, we just want to talk to you, man. And stuff like that kind of gets them reassured and talking.
1: So when you talk to them, what is your aim then? To talk them off the ledge or to get them into handcuffs?
2: Oh, it's to get them into handcuffs. Um, For example, uh, this, our most, one of our most recent uh, videos, um, we caught a guy in Mount Pleasant, Texas. He's currently in the Titus County Jail as of today. And he came to meet who he thought was an 11-year-old girl. And in that, over the course of the conversation, He admitted to receiving child pornography of a video as young as he said three years old and to molesting three kids. And, you know, I can't force him to be there. I'm not a cop. And I told I tell him it's voluntary to talk to us. And he voluntarily said all of this stuff. But he kind of realized what was going on. And he was about to drive off. So I started faking a medical emergency like that. I was like basically, you know, like that I uh, took the vaccine or something, wink, wink. And I was just like, <laughs> and for 15 minutes, he was just like shocked, like what the, what the F is going on? And literally, he then he still bolts off, but right as the cops come is when he's leaving. So we stalled him for enough time for the cops to come. The cops saw the messages and we got him to admit some things in front of them and they end up arresting
1: him. So this is the interesting part as well. This, the, the first comes the, the lure, the hook online, then comes the meeting. And then how now do you connect with law enforcement to get them there? How have you, what kind of relationship have you built that they trust you?
2: Well, since we go nationwide, at this point, we have an arrest in 43 states and convictions in 26. So we don't really have a great relationship with law enforcement in one specific area, but what we can do now is just get great admissions on camera to where it's hard for them not to take up a case. But there are some places like Huntsville, Alabama, um, where we have seven arrests, specifically in the city of Huntsville, to where at this point it's a, hey, we're, we let the cops know beforehand, hey, we're in Huntsville, um, we're going to be over here. And they like just put an officer in the area sometimes when they're available, and it always goes smoothly with that.
1: So once that you're in that spot and they've got an officer in the area, how do you communicate with the officer? We're here. We've got him. Come, come, cuff this guy.
2: Oh, at that point, we just called 911. And- oh, you just called. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Okay, so you call 911 and you hope that someone can get there on time. It's amazing that these guys stick around and talk to you. Why do you think they do that?
2: Well, I I think the main thing what it is is because... You know, I'm sure a lot of people know they're like that, their inner circle, but the world doesn't, you know, or the girl's dad they're doing it to doesn't. So they have they have a deep, dark secret that they've been hiding for however, who knows how many years. And they think when that secret gets exposed, they're going to end up with them in handcuffs or them getting shot or beat up. But when that secret ends up being, you know, hey, man, I just want to talk to you. You know, I'm not judging you, bro. I think that leads them to open up because they're shocked that it's like, oh, wait, this isn't as bad as I thought. So I think that's the psychology behind it. If I had to choose the best answer, but r- realistically, I have no idea why they would stay and talk. But if I had to guess, that's what it is.
1: It's uh, it's it's really curious to me because these guys have to know they're incriminating themselves. And they do they know that they're being recorded at that time?
2: Yes. So – when we're in public, there are some times where we don't tell them we're recording them. So, for example, we just caught this couple in uh, University City, Missouri. Great PD, by the way. Big shout out to them. And you know, so Rachel, the woman, she was she was kind of like giving half answers, kind of BSing. She's like, I'm really not comfortable with the cameras. So, you know, I'm mic'd up. So a trick we do is, Yeah, man, just go in the car. I just send my cameraman to the car and he's still filming everything. And at that point, she just opens up about (laughs) things to land her in jail on a $250,000 bond. But other times, um, you know, they do know we're recording and they still uh, admit to this stuff because we tell them like, hey, it's for your safety and mine. Like, I know I'm a bigger guy. I don't want you. I don't want you going to the cops and saying I did anything.
1: Quick pause. When we get on the other side of this, we're going to talk about where you can see their videos and more with Alex Rosen. All right, that dark spot on your face, is it still bugging you? And the liver spots on your hands and the ones on your chest and your neck, now you can watch them disappear safely and quickly in three minutes. Introducing the GenuCell Dark Spot Corrector 3-Step 3-Minute Dark Spot Remover. It's a luxury system, and it does exactly what it sounds like. By using their crystals, world-famous microdermabrasion before the dark spot corrector, and finishing with a touch of collagen-building Geniusell XV, you'll see the dark spots disappear before your very eyes, instantly, smoothly, luxuriously. What you're watching on the screen are real results in just a couple of minutes. I mean, it's pretty incredible, but don't take my word for it. If you're not blown away with the results, you get 100% of your money back. No questions asked. Free shipping, free returns. So go to genusell.com slash Michelle. Order now the dark spot treatment system. Get it today. Say goodbye to the pesky spots tomorrow. G e n u c e l genuce com slash Michelle. But there's more. All three products are included in GenuCell's most popular package for August. So you get your GenuCell bags and puffiness serum also included for 70% off retail. Experience the luxury and effectiveness of GenuCell. Order now and watch the dark spots disappear in three minutes. 70% off while supplies last. GenuCell.com slash Michelle. GenuCell.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. GenuCell.com slash Michelle. Now, More with Alex Rosen. All right, so I'm picturing this scene that you just described of talking to a woman. She knows she's on camera, and then she says, I'm not comfortable with the cameras. I'm just baffled as to why she would stand there and tell you what she's planning or has done, or I, Alex, this is a mystery to me still. And I know you said that they kind of have this secret and maybe they feel comfortable finally divulging this secret. but if you had to guess what the secret to your success is, what would it be?
2: Oh man, the secret to my the secret to my success, well, I think I need to be a lot more successful to call myself that. But I guess a secret to how we do it is, I don't know. I just think of being a bigger guy, but not coming at them aggressive, really plays some tricks on them.
1: Okay. We're looking at you, just your, you know, we can see your face. How tall are you?
2: I'm 6'4", 3'10". Okay. So you
1: are a big guy. So, (laughs) I mean, I would, I, I guess there would be a little intimidation there, but it doesn't sound like they're, Intimidated, it sounds like they're just willing to talk. It's it's quite bizarre to me, and yet we've seen the video. Where can people see you?
2: So go to rumble.com completely free. Um, then predator poachers, P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R space, poachers, P-O-A-C-H-E-R-S, predator poachers on rumble.com completely free to just subscribe. And I guess another thing I was gonna say is I think they like talking about it too. Uh, we had a recent one where I didn't notice. Um, at the time, but people pointed it out when we dropped the video. Uh, the Predator literally had a boner when we were talking about the stuff. <laughs> like, yikes. Like, and I go back in the video, I'm like, holy crap, he does. And I think a lot of it is they, they like to kind of divulge and talk about it. Like Rachel William, the couple, for example, and that video's out too, you can just go watch it on Rumble. They were like, yeah, I think we should keep sex in the family. I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, they're giving him a safe space to go talk about this stuff.
1: The safe space that becomes quickly unsafe. How many? So you said you've had a number of arrests in how many states?
2: Forty-three different states at this point.
1: Forty-three states. I'm guessing Alaska and Hawaii are not among them. I, I'm no, guessing you're Hawaii in the contiguous lower forty-eight.
2: Them. No, Hawaii is among them. Alaska not yet.
1: Oh, okay. So Hawaii is among them. Yes. How many of you went out to the to the islands for for that for that uh, excursion?
2: So we've only been on the Big Island, and because we had a, I mean, the person we caught on the Big Island was uh, a notorious YouTuber. Like he wasn't a not a lot of subs, but his video went viral because he basically says that a, a kid can consent at any age. And I was shocked because you know you saw you see a lot of the YouTube reaction channels like, oh, we should get him banned, this and that. I didn't want him banned. I think he should be able to say that because because of free speech. We were able to, I was able to go throw a decoy on his Instagram profile, and of course he went after who he thought was a 13-year-old girl, and that led him to get arrested in Hawaii for, I think, promoting porno to a child.
1: Okay, so when you say throw a decoy, decoy on his Instagram channel, for those of us not-so-digital natives, what does that mean?
2: Um, a, fa- a fake profile of an underage kid.
1: Okay, that, so you connected with him that way?
2: Yep, Exactly.
1: So you start this and you're young. Now you're in this for what, four, three, four years?
2: Uh, Four years. Yeah.
1: What has been the biggest eye opener to you in this whole journey?
2: The biggest eye opener, um, one, how common it is. Um, Because like I said, I didn't know any pedos growing up, but it's just so common. I mean, we have, I think, five decoy profiles and at any given time, we're talking to over a hundred people. I mean, it's just insane. And there's just more and more and more. There's at a point where other people are just kind of giving me catches to go do like giving me, Hey, I've been posing as a minor to this predator. And I'm like, I can't even go do it. Cause there's just too many to go get. I mean, this past trip, it was like two and a half weeks. And we got 20 predators arrest or not, not 20 predators arrested. We caught, we caught 20 predators and we got arrested in eight different States just on this one trip alone in two and a half weeks. But another eye opener is that people, that pedophilia isn't what you see like on the Chris Hansen stuff, like, oh, they're going after a 15 year old, or oh, these are guys just for willing for a quick hookup. No, there are countless people we've caught into infants and toddlers that are just get off of this stuff. And I think that's very eye opening because that was even out of my realm of like possibilities in 2019.
1: Yeah. I remember when we went to adopt our baby girl from Colombia. We went to the orphanage, and we were told about some of the children there who had been victims. I mean, toddlers. It's horrifying to me when you meet these people that are into that. I mean, there's got to there's got to be a mental illness there. I, I I don't expect you to diagnose that, but is there a common thread among these people that that you can identify that sort of Tells you what what's going on in their heads.
2: Well, it's not even necessarily being abused because a lot of a lot of people that follow our channel, sadly, were victims of pedophiles when they were kids, and they're the opposite of like they're the opposite of having those tendencies. So it's not that they were abused. I, I literally think what pedophilia is is just genetic. I mean, just like I'm attracted to women that look a certain way, and you're attracted to men that look a certain way. I think they're just attracted to children and there's nothing that can change that. There's no therapy for them. There's no nothing. And it sucks that they're like that, but a lot of them also like adults too. Like a lot of them are married or are married with kids. So it's not like they don't like adults. They just can't control themselves on this dark attraction they have. And for that, they need to be thrown in a cage for the rest of their life and or worse.
1: There is a a movement out there. I hope it's very small, um, but to rename Pedophiles, maps, minor attracted persons. Have you heard about this?
2: Absolutely. That's what Rachel William referred to themselves as. And I think in mid 2022 is when it started to become like prevalent. Like we've had a lot more than I can count now. um, Predators refer to themselves as maps. And uh, this, the next video that we're going to be dropping, or one of the next ones, uh, this predator's telegram name was literally MAP4AAM. So M A P number four A-A-M. A-A-M A A M and A A M is an adult attracted minor, and so they have even a term for that too. And I mean, I mean to be honest, we we're all. I mean, you know, we we're definitely some adult attracted minors, but M A P is definitely the problem. Um, and he just divulges into it. He's like, "Yeah, that's how I am," and he ends up admitting to uh, thousands of images of toddler videos on his phone.
1: Oi, um, now why do you do it? Uh, is there is there a financial component in this for you?
2: Now, why do I do it? Yes, this is my full-time job, luckily. And of course, I want to make a good living. But the reason I do it now, um, the main reason is knowing there's people that will literally abuse the smallest being on earth. That makes us continue to do it. I mean, you know, I don't have to do as many as we do to have like a decent living for myself or anything like that. How do
1: you get paid?
2: Um, Through Locals.com is the main one. People just support what we do. They see the work we put in and uh, donate accordingly.
1: Wow. Wow. And so you are able to support yourself through this work?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And your your group, you've got a team of how many?
2: Uh, I think there's like uh, 10 to 11 of us. Wow.
1: Are all of you devoted to this
2: full time? No. So there's about three, me included. There's, well, me and three others are full time and, um, The others are decoys. They have jobs themselves or their moms or whatever. And they just kind of help out. And I just,
1: you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is uh, fascinating. Over the course of this time, how has your relationship with law enforcement evolved? You're becoming known. You obviously have, you know, tens of thousands of followers on the channel. Mm -hmm. And clearly Locals supports you. You're getting appearances on podcasts like this. You're, You're becoming known. So I'd imagine if now, I don't know, maybe pedophiles don't watch your channel, but I would think, I would think that people would start to recognize you and maybe when they see you walking toward them, go, uh, this isn't going to go well and, and run. But is that not yet happening?
2: I think it has happened once in Wisconsin. We were knocking on the door of this sex offender. He didn't, he didn't message any decoys or talk to any of our accounts but we were looking on his Instagram, he was following all these pizza pages. And we're like, oh, this guy's loaded to the brim with, we think, child porn. And we were knocking on his door, and he didn't answer the door. And I think what happened is he probably recognized who we were. So we did still turn him into cops and just said, hey, I th- we think he's up to this. Like, we had no proof other than who he's following. So, yeah.
1: But does law enforcement appreciate you or feel like you're stepping on their toes or somewhere in between?
2: Oh, privately, they all, they all, for the most part, appreciate it. So like 95% of them are like, oh, good job. Or, hey, thanks for this. Like a lot of them turn off their body cams and are like, yeah, I appreciate what you just did. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, they,
1: they're. So you feel like that, you feel like that they, they are supportive of your work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, how long do you plan to do this? Is this, is this your life's calling, Alex?
2: Yeah, so in some capacity, I always want to take pedophiles away from children. So um, whether it's doing this or whether it's maybe running for office one day or whatever, I always want to be in a position to where kids don't have to endure the suffering that pedophiles cause. So, yeah, as for the time being, I want to keep doing this indefinitely. But, um, you know, there's no end goal. There's only moving forward. So we'll see what happens.
1: We will keep an eye on you, Alex Rosen. Predator poachers, and uh, again, you can look at their channel on R- Rumble, right?
2: Yes, predator poachers on Rumble, completely free to go sub.
1: All right, uh, it's it's remarkable. It's uh, that people are willing to tell you this stuff is just mind blowing to me. But again, the whole idea of someone <laughs> hooking up with a minor is incredible to me. So clearly their minds work a little bit differently and uh you are making the most of what you're doing and I appreciate your time today, Alex. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate yours too, thank you. Predator Poachers, he is Alex Rosen. I'm Michelle Tafoya. Be brave, do good, and we'll see you next time.